1: In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com recommend today.
0: Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47
2: new voicemails.
0: Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply.
2: I just, I tell you, we are going into a new year. Uh, so many new opportunities, so many new projects. i you know, one of the things that I want to do is I want to make some new friends. I want to meet some new people. Uh, I had breakfast this morning. As you know, my family and I are in Houston uh, visiting extended friends and family for the holidays. And I had uh, breakfast this morning before the show with some folks that I have known since I was in my early 20s. And I love each and every one of them. Uh, And I said, you know, I want to meet some new folks. I want to meet some new friends, and and I'm so grateful that 2023 brought some new friends into my life, and one of them is Andre Creighton. He is the host of the financially fit podcast and the CFO of Turn Signal, one of the hottest apps in the country, and you know, just meeting Andre and and learning from him and, you know, with all of his financial knowledge and expertise and getting to know his bride and his new baby, it has just been a blessing to my life just, you know, having his youthful and and uh, knowledgeable energy uh i tell you sometimes i'm around him and and after that i, I feel like i could just go another 10 or 15 miles because i'm like you know what he's just brought so much uh new and young energy into my old lady life i love it and so i was so grateful that he's joining us at a holiday weekend uh to come on the show to give us some of his brain matter because i saw a story in the washington post that said banks are facing tougher capital requirements and those new rules are going to um, increase even the racial home ownership gap that is already wide enough in this country. And so, Andre, I'm so glad you're joining us, courtesy of the John Schuster Caldwell Banker Hotline. Uh, welcome to the Shaletta Show. You are no stranger. You have been here before. But this is a new topic that we'll be discussing. And, and I want you to talk to me about this home ownership gap.
3: Yeah, yeah. First of all, you know, thank you, Shaletta, for having me, you know, on the show. And, you know, this is a particular topic that I'm I'm really excited to discuss. You know, uh, I share those same sentiments that you had uh, said about me. Um, you've definitely been a favorable person in my life as well. Uh, and I and I look forward to the opportunity here to discuss. So, you know, as, as Shaletta said, you know, Washington Post came out about three weeks ago with a, A really, really interesting article that discussed how the racial ownership gap, home ownership gap is widening and, you know, new rules are making it worse. Right. Uh, And really what they're what they're getting down to is is Basel three in-game proposal. So what that what Basel does is there's Basel one, two and three and Basel one focuses on credit risk. uh, Basel two focuses on the operational strategic and uh, and and those risks and then Basel three is really focusing on that liquidity risk. And and that's what we really wanna talk about today. So with banks, they they are facing a lot of uh, requirements and, and things that are starting to put a little bit of strain on their liquidity. And, and now with Basel uh, three in-game proposal, you know, banks might be required to have 20% more capital um, that they have to keep on hand, which, mm-hmm. you know, is going to result in increased borrowing costs for lower and middle class Americans. And, you know, when you think about holistically, who that affects, right? You think about lower, lower middle class Americans, you think about those that are first time home, home buyers, you think about small business owners and farmers, right? The people that truly are relying on debt and credit to be able to purchase equipment for their businesses. Uh, the people that are required that don't have a lot of ca- cash on hand. So they're, mm-hmm. they're hoping to, you know, leverage debt to be able to buy their first home. You know, those are the people that are truly going to be affected by this. You know, and this and,
2: is this is the thing. You know, we already have so many things stacked against us. This home ownership gap is wide. When we start thinking about rules, Andre, we start thinking about things that are going to uh, help alleviate those barriers. But these rules seem to be increasing the barriers.
3: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, there are some things out there that, you know, can help alleviate that. You know, there's non-traditional bank lending. So it's what they call the shadow banks, right? You know, shadow banks are those that are not necessarily backed by uh, deposits. Um, So you can think of, you know, some places like Quicken Loans, places like that, that maybe not, you know, it's not a traditional bank and people aren't depositing funds into that um, company or organization, right? Um, But, you know, and that's a good opportunity for people that, you know, might not be able to get lending through a bank, but, you know, that comes with the cost too, right? You're going to see higher interest rates. Um, you know, and, and also, you know, it's it's, it's, a, it's really a temporary six, you know, I, I, as I think about the shadow banks, you know, it, they really count on selling a portion of those loans to, you know, your Fannie Mae and your Freddie Mac, uh, which are government-backed, you know, uh, government-backed grants, right? And, and if they, when you think about government-backed, you know, they also have to manage their risk, right? So, they're only going to take on a certain amount of loans that are risky um, that they buy. So, You know, when you think about how many, you know, lower and middle class Americans that can't afford mortgages, it's just not sustainable.
2: And it, it just is so frustrating because you see families. Um, I, I was just talking to my mom and dad the other day um, while I'm here in Houston because we grew up in the projects. Nobody before my parents had ever owned a home. Um, everybody that I knew was in a rental property or in the projects. And my mother and father worked um, second jobs, saved up enough money, um, and got the first home of anybody in my family. And and so then after that, other relatives saw their example and they were able to um, mm-hmm. buy homes. And, and so now my mother and father have paid off their house. And, you know, somebody sold a house on the block for like $900,000. They paid $45,000 for this house. And I'm thinking wow. the generational wealth that is going to be transferred to me and my siblings, you know, once they decide to leave that house or, or sell it, you know, it, it is just, um, you know, I, I think of, you know, what if they couldn't, what if these barriers had been up, you know, we would have never got out the projects. They would never have this property that they were able to take out a second mortgage to put us all through school. Um, And, you know, and, and those type of things that are done for, you know, to benefit the entire family, that's not going to take place. If we have these new rules in place, it's going to make it worse.
3: 100%. And then that's just it. You know, you hit it, you hit the nail on the coffin, right? It's, it's that lack of generational wealth, right? We know that a lot of minorities and, and lower uh, middle class uh, Americans are, you know, generations behind the wealth gap, right? And we know that that puts a lot of strain, especially when you think about this new proposal um, and, and banks pulling back lending from riskier, you know, uh, riskier individuals that are trying to get home ownership. Uh, if you don't have the cash on hand, you know, it's it's going to be really hard. And you think about, mm-hmm. you know, that, general, that the generational wealth that you talked about, you know, buying a home is c- kind of that first ticket to being able to build that generational wealth and have liquidity to build cash. And, and if you can't do that, uh, it's tough. You know, when we think about our U.S. economy right now, you know, there's much uncertainty, you know. And, Inflations increasing, groceries, gas prices, rent, et cetera. Are, you know those everyday items that individuals need are are extremely high in comparison to where they have been historically. Uh, you know, which is you know reducing the ability to get credit. And then you think about also the fact that now student loans are back uh, paying; those yeah. are, are restarting, mm-hmm. right? So mm-hmm. when you think about student loans, and it's kind of a a. a, a a chicken a chicken and the egg, right? Uh, they say go to college, right, and get a degree. It's going to be able to create more wealth, right? But then what you're not thinking about is what if you can't get a job in that field and you're not able to make enough money to be able to pay that debt back, right? You don't have the residual money to build that cash reserve to be able to to have that uh, ability to purchase a home, right? So you have to depend on debt, right? So it's, it's really a, a chicken and the egg. And, and I can only see this increasing with this uh basel three in-game
2: proposal what 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 do you recommend to people out there who are listening um who are saying you know what every time i take one step forward they push me two steps back uh you know i i'm right where i need to be and there's some new rules that may hurt um home buyers from communities of color uh cash strapped folks who just want that piece of American dream, who have been doing all the things right. And now here comes some new rules that will make it harder for them to own a home.
3: Absolutely, you know, and I think it depends, you know, across various age groups and and where you are in your your state of life, right? But when you think about individuals that are just coming out of college, you know, if you can stay with your parents for a couple of years, right, as, as hard as that may be when you've been so independent for four years, or however long, right, that may be tough. But if you can stay with your parents for a couple of years and just build that, that cash reserve, that's going to put you ahead. If you can go and, you know, find maybe three, four friends that you trust and you guys can go in and buy a duplex together and rent maybe the other side of it out, right, and start to, to build in that way, you know, those are ways that young, young Americans can really start to build that cash reserve and build that, that net worth and, and hopefully close the wealth wealth divide. You know, if you're an individual that, you know, you're past that, right? And you're you've been maybe you you're married or or you're single and you have kids and you're you're just making it, right? You know, any little bit that you can put aside, right? Um, you know, really trying to pay down pay down your debt as much as possible. That's going to be important, right? Because mm-hmm. you know there was a there was a study that said uh, before you know the Fed's hiked uh, interest rates. million black Americans were deemed mortgage ready based on their credit history and income, according to research by Freddie Mac. You know, now we fast forward, you know, after interest rates have been hiked and now that stands at less than 1 million, um, according to the national fair uh, housing Alliance, uh, which did a follow-up analysis. So when you think about how that has declined tremendously over the past couple of years, you know, and, and black home, Loan applicants in the 50 largest metropolitan markets are 1.6 times more likely to be denied a home loan. You know, it it just puts a lot of strain on really achieving that American dream. So, you know, the things you can do is try to pay down debt as much as you can. You know, whatever you can. Maybe you need to maybe you need to pick up another job if you can, right? Uh, to to create some um, secondary income, right? To be able to build your residual. So those are things that I recommend in in this moment. But, you know, we do have some trying times coming here from an economical standpoint
2: now there are folks who are texting me in real time they are sending me emails they're like who is this guy I like what he's talking about you mentioned that he has a podcast please tell these people because they think that I'm not like really on the show so they are actually texting me expecting me to respond and email them and I'm trying to talk to you so you have to let folks know where (laughs) they can find you because they want to get information about your podcast because this is the thing that I love about um the work that you do and I call it work, but it's it's fun for you when you talk numbers and you talk money and you talk finances. Um you break it down and explain it so that people like me who it's not our profession we can understand it. And so yeah, tell absolutely. us tell us about the podcast and where we can find it and give us all the details.
3: Yeah, absolutely. So uh the podcast is called Financially Fit. Uh my name is Andre Creighton, as Nashto said And, you know, really the base of the podcast is is everything is from, you know, my opinion, you know, things that I've faced throughout my life growing now from, you know, a college grad, an MBA to now being a CFO of a company. And, you know, I haven't always done things right by my money. And the reason for the name of Financially Fit is because you can think of it much like an individual who's going to work out right. You have that goal. And January 1st, there's going to be a lot of people at the gym saying, hey, I'm trying to get fit in 2024, right? And, you know, a lot of people expect that to happen quickly, right? And what I always say is it's not a sprint. It's a marathon, right? You aren't going to get those abs overnight. You aren't going to get those biceps overnight, right? The same is true with your financial journey. You aren't going to become a millionaire overnight. You aren't going to become extremely financial state stable and have that net worth that you may be dreaming of overnight. It truly takes doing the same things over and over and over, the right things, and being maniacal towards your goals. And if you can do that, uh, you will be successful. And you will be on your way to being financially fit. So I encourage you to, to join, you know, and listen to the podcast. You can find it on Amazon, Spotify, you know, pretty much most of the podcast um, uh, forum platforms, you, you can find the podcast. So, um, you know, I, I help you every week step through a lot of different things. We just talked about budgeting, so if you haven't done that, for 2024, if you haven't thought about your budget, so that's what you should be thinking about with a couple of days left before 2024 uh, begins.
2: I tell you what, you keep me honest because I had not done a budget and I don't know how long. And when you did that podcast on budget, I had to call all the kids in. I'm like, okay, we need to look at where we're going on vacation. Um, how much we plan on spending? This is not an endless faucet. There's not money growing on that tree outside. Um, we have to uh, set some goals and make sure we achieve those goals, so that you know, if the comp- if the country shuts down again, you know, if we have another pandemic, we can have that cash reserve, that cash on hand in case. Uh, all hell breaks loose. So I, I just want to thank you for um, what you've done to help my family get our finances in order. And just by listening to the the podcast, uh, you're helping so many other people as well. Thank you so much for being on the show and happy new year. Happy
3: new year to you as well. Shaletta. Thank you so much for having me.
1: This episode is brought to you by progressive insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what?